What up, everybody? It is your girl, Sierra Danielle, and I just wanted to um, remind you guys to keep Breonna Taylor's name on your mind with everything that's going on. I don't want her to just fall in the backdrop. Um, continue to say her name, continue to fight for justice for her. As you all know, her um, boyfriend is suing the police department for I think 10 point something million dollars for them trying to say that they tried to get him to sign an agreement that said that him and her were part of a drug deal or to kind of justify what they did to her and him. So yeah. just keep them uplifted, continue to say her name and continue to fight for justice for her. Um, I wanted to speak on Jacob Blake. Uh, he is right now in critical condition. They're saying that he may be paralyzed for the rest of his life. He was shot seven times by a police officer while going reaching into his car. You know, this kind of injustice has been happening for years. And I think this year we've really been having to harp on it even more than we have in previous times. So uh, keep Jacob Blake and his family in his prayers. For those of you who don't know, his family is actually from Winston-Salem. Winston um, and that's in our backyard. You know, that's where I stay. That's 15 to 20 minutes from Nick. Um, so they're there's a lot of uh, community with this particular issue. And so uh, we won't let these uh, police officers keep doing this without us being, a, being able to use our platforms to keep speaking out on it. Prayers up for Jacob Blake and his family and hopefully that he has a speedy recovery. What up, y'all? It is your boy Toon live in the building. And uh, I do want to send my condolences out to the family of Mr. Chadwick Bozeman, Black Panther himself. Uh, we all know by now he uh, had an untimely death at the age of 42 due to colon cancer. Uh, cancer's a bitch. But uh, he gave us many roles that we all love and dear, uh, are near and dear to our hearts. Shout out to Black Panther. Shout out to Jackie Robinson. Shout out to Thurgood Marshall. I definitely want to send our love and condolences. It's been a very tough year. 2020 has just been relentless. Uh, but we only got four months left to go. And let's just keep our heads up and keep it pushing, man. So prayers up to the family. for Chadwick Bozeman. Sometimes you need to feel the pain and sting of defeat to activate the real passion and purpose that God predestined inside of you. All day, all night, till midnight almost. Use it back. Purpose crosses disciplines. That's the truth. Purpose is an essential element of you. It is the reason you are on the planet at this particular time in history. Your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. The more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes. The one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory, that you will not regret it. Whatever you choose for a career path, remember the struggles along the way are only meant to shape you for your purpose. Grandma's hands play the tambourine so well. Grandma's hands used to issue out of warning. She say, Chad, don't you run so fast. Hey, 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 h
And it's your boy, Famous Phillips. And the Push to Start podcast is back in the building. Let's clap it up one time, bro. You know what I'm saying? Let's start this bitch up, man. Uh, we had some time off. Uh, we've been off for about a month now. We've taken some time. You know, had a lot of things going on. Just just trying to recalibrate, reassess, reimagine, re-envision, you know, reinvigorate the soul. All right? That's what, that's what we came here to do. That's exactly what we came here to do on this podcast today. Um, Sierra, you had something to say? Your voice, look, I mean, your face looks a little wild. Reinvigorate a word? Reinvigorate is a word. Look it up, Google. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look it. Fact check them. Yep, yep, we got fact checks. But listen, uh, this isn't about me right now because we have a lot to get to. Uh, I want to know how have you guys been in our time apart? How you feeling? How you living? How's your health? How your spirits? What's up, man? Um, I was debating on whether or not I should talk about it, but I feel like I should. Um, this will be the first time that I publicly like talk about it, but this is big. I, yeah, um, I tested positive for COVID in the beginning of August, and it's been hell. Like, um, I'm thankful that you know I'm still here because we've had a lot of deaths due to COVID in the United States, um, but that first 10 days it felt like i had the flu stomach virus upper respiratory infection all that stuff and I, even though i'm no longer i don't have anymore my body's still like healing and i'm still dealing with the aftermath of covid and it kind of sucks because doctors really don't know what to do because they don't know a lot about covid everything looks fine ekgs x-rays all that stuff but i still feel like crap um some days so i'm just dealing with so that what, so to be fully transparent, what was it like when you first felt like there was something up? Um, so um, that Friday on the 7th, I went to that that morning when I woke up, I had a slight tickle like in the back of my throat. And the night before, I put my fan in my face because I was hot. So I'm thinking, you know, you know, when you sleep with the fan in your face, you get dried out and you wake up, your throat might be scratchy. So that's what I thought it was. Um, and I told my mom, I was like, oh, I, I, I'm just gonna get some cough drops, call it a day, have some cough drops. It's fine, you know, it's cool. I woke up Saturday morning feeling like I was hit by a car. Like, mm. I woke up, my shirt was drenched in sweat, I'm sweating in my sleep. My head felt like it was about to split open. Like, I was really hot, and I, when I, I didn't really realize it, like the body aches, until I tried to get out of the bed to walk. Like my body was just achy. And I told my mom, I was like, I put my mask on because I keep masks in my room. I put my mask on and I was like, mom, give me the thermometer. And I took my fever, I took my temperature and I had a fever of 101. Damn. Like, okay, mom, I'm gonna need you and my sister. I was like, I need y'all to like get out. I'm gonna go get tested and I'm gonna, you know, let y'all know what it's like. I went to Duke Urgent Care and got a drive-up test, which was horrible. Like, mm. he was- it's, it's really ass. It's so ass. And I, I feel jealous of the people that I see and they just get the little- Yeah, that's what I got. That's what I got. She stuck that thing up my nose and like twisted it for like five seconds. And it was like, all I could do was just like hold my steering wheel. Um, and then uh, I got my results the next day. And they called me and was like, you have tested positive for COVID. You need to be on quarantine for 10 days, 10 plus one days from the day you started showing symptoms. 
And so I was like, okay, I told my mom. And it literally felt like I only had a fever for one day. So that Sunday, by the end of Saturday, my fever was gone. And I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll be fine. You know, maybe I'll, you know, Sunday I woke up, headache, migraine so bad, I could not look at any light. My appetite was completely shot. By Monday, the nausea and vomiting started. By Wednesday, the chest pain, shortness of breath started. And by Wednesday, I had lost my sense of taste and my sense of smell. Yeah. Yeah. My sense of smell and taste isn't really all the way back now. And I have like two weeks out of isolation. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. I've lost nine pounds. Dang. Because my appetite is not the same. Like I can eat one one thing and be satisfied all day, or it just doesn't. I just don't have the desire. I don't know if my body's like I can't taste it, so I don't want it. I don't know. But do awesome. you? Did they? Or do you think you have an idea of where the trace contact was? Yes, I know exactly oh. where I. Just specify, but you guys are party and you guys are doing i'm gonna just let y'all know oh 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 so we got a oh, so we got a psa on partying during quarantine huh that's what we got like you need to chill out if you're gonna have people over if you're gonna go to little kickbacks just wear a mask okay all right all right respect all right but you learned your lesson oh absolutely Crowds makes me anxious. Like it was like, yeah, this will be a story that you know we all will tell our kids. Like, yeah, twenty twenty when you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. One thing I will say, we appreciate you for being transparent on the show. That's a hundred percent. That's what we do here on the Push Your Star Podcast. Glad that you're safe. Yeah, man. Glad that you're here with us. Feeling better. It was a scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a little bit of a scary moment. I scared my mom because one night. My chest pains were so bad that I could not get comfortable in my bed. Like if I laid on my side, I felt like it was like just so much going on in there. Yeah. And I literally called my mom bawling, crying. Like, I'm so tired. Like I can't breathe. <laughs> like I can't do anything. Like it was like days I could just lay in the bed. I could, wasn't able to eat because I couldn't get out of the bed to go make anything or go to the door. Spent a lot of money on DoorDash. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like couldn't Man. leave and what's the other one? What's the one with grocery shopping? Instacart. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. Instacart. Shout, shout out to Instacart, man. Calvin start hey, listen. Calvin was shitting on my Instacart and game. Oh, really? Really? But, but but now all that nigga do is Instacart. All that nigga do is <laughs> yeah, Instacart. Yeah, I fuck with Instacart. For those that don't know, man, if you want to get your groceries delivered to the house, you can Instacart your groceries for a small fee. They'll be there within two hours. It's clutch. <laughs> it's definitely time saving for sure. Uh, famous Phyllis, man, ain't seen you in a month of Sundays, brother. It's been a month out, man. How you living, man? How you been? How what's life like? Good, man. Um, exercising every damn day. Uh, yeah. just trying to keep my body right during yeah. during this quarantine. Um, doing a lot of planning, you know, for the wedding. But I mean, other than that, really just been chilling because I, I can't really do much, you know. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it, it's always good vibes to good, see good people. I, I came by your crib, saw, mm-hmm. you know, Tony came in town. Yeah. Shout out to Tony and Malik. <laughs> so it was good seeing them. But for the most part, really just social distancing. I've been doing work from home. I go to the actual store about twice a week yeah. right now. Um, that's it. Uh, funny story. Uh, you know, I'm in grad school. Yeah. 
I my fall semester is broken into two different like subsections, right? So fall one and fall two. I was supposed to be taking classes right now. I did my financial aid, everything went through, but apparently it didn't go through before my classes started. So like I was supposed to call the registrar's office and say, hey, you know, my financial aid in, just make sure you don't drop me from my class. They dropped me from the damn classes. I didn't realize it until like Thursday because I'm like, Monday I looked on Canva, I'm like, oh, my class is not showing up. Yeah. It, it might just take a second, you know what I'm saying? Next thing you know, I had got an email. She was like, oh yeah, you got dropped. And we can't add you back in because they're accelerated courses. Yeah. So instead of me graduating in May of 2021, I'll be graduating in June, which isn't bad for me. So I was like, that's cool. Because you started when? I started in May of this year. Okay. Because I started in June. So does that mean I'm graduating in June? Yeah, probably. If you're on the accelerated thing. Yeah. I started at the end of June. How how did you do your are you in what session are you in? Like what number was this session gonna be? Second? This this one would have been my first fall. So this would have been my third semester. Because oh. I already I did two I did I did four classes over the summer. Yeah, I started summer two, so this is my second session that I'm in. Oh yeah, yeah. I started summer one. So I mean other than that, I'm cool, yeah. you know what I'm saying? What'd you say, yeah. Sierra? My financial aid didn't come through fast enough, so I had to push it back. Yeah, it's it's weird, bro. I don't know. Well, your boy is officially back in school. He did start his fall semester. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Of, yes, sir. Uh, I am taking four classes, man, all online. Uh, it's been pretty good so far. Say that again. Okay. Uh, so my uh, major is uh, still finishing up with mass communications with a concentration in business marketing. Uh, and so it's going to be kind of going in that round. So I'm taking... Um, just kind of some classes that kind of get me on the track to finish up pretty much. So that's where that is looking like. So it's been fun so far. I've got a few grades back, minimal, but you know, there's been still some issues trying to get logged into Blackboard just because it's COVID time, Corona, the university is still wild and up in the air. But um, I think I can get say the same thing from Calvin's perspective. It really has not been all that much exciting over this month because again, we still can't do much. There isn't really a whole lot for us to do. So, um, I mean, I'm excited for the upcoming fall uh, because, you know, I understand with the weather changing, that may cause for a few hiccups along the way and some spikes in cases in Corona. So I, I, I can't say I'm looking forward to that, but uh, I, yeah. I just, I, I need to get out of 2020, bro. I need to get out of 2020, bro. And I'm not saying when we get to 2021 that we are going to be absolved of all of this shit. But I will say, I will not miss this shit in 2020. I will tell you that much. Something. What'd you say? What'd you say, Sierra? Every month it's been something. Yeah. Yeah. For real. For real. He's taking. What'd you say? Calvin, what did you just finish taking, like in school? Um, qualitative methods and um, something else. It was like a five eight fifty class or some shit. I don't know. I forgot what the name is. I just know I passed them all. So that's, all, that's it. Hey, that's all that matter, man. Well, listen, uh, I know we have a lot to cover. We, we've uh, been gone for a month, so there has been a lot to address in our time apart. Um, I think first and foremost, before we left, uh, there were rumblings of the Tory Meg situation. I know I got a lot of people trying to talk to us about Tory Lanez and Meg Stallion. Uh, I think right after we realized that we weren't coming back on air, 
is when Meg went on Insta Live and said, Tori shot me. Uh, and so there hasn't been much development since then, but what are y'all's just initial quick points? You don't have to go in depth. What is your initial thoughts on that? People, dudes bashing her for not telling the cops and stuff when the cops got there. Like, I feel like people have been really, have treated, I don't wanna say a lot of people cause she has an outpour of support, but I've seen some people that are, have been really like negative towards her regarding the situation. Like people mm. were saying she was lying about getting shot when one we had, they had camera footage from her walking towards the police car, like in her feet bleeding. Um, so you, th you, th you think there's been more negative back backlash than there has been positive? I'm just saying, for her, it was a lot of backlash for her to have to post pictures of her feet to prove to people she got shot. Mm. For her to have to get on live and make those statements when she's still healing. Mm. For her to have to, you know, get up and go live and do all that stuff. But for her to sit there and like really say like, I try, I protected him. Everything that's going on, I wasn't about to say anything when the cops got there. I'm scared, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was surprised, I was disappointed at the amount of male industry rappers that did not say anything after she came out and said, yes, Tory Lane shot me. Like I expected it to be a little bit more support than just the two rappers that I saw. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, he's, like, he's also, yeah, he came forward and spoke on, on her behalf. People were saying she a snitch, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like. The, the only thing the only thing I have to say to that point now Kevin I'll let you go is that I think that what the reason why there has not been as much vocal support from the rappers is because the things that are being handled behind the scenes that the public do not need to know and yeah. when I say that it's because there are a lot of things that are probably happening behind the scenes between these rappers that they probably can't address publicly because of the fact that the shit is not sweet behind the scenes Tori is hey look I, I I don't want to say this as in I know something and I'm not trying to cause no ruckus, but there it, it's not safe for him, for Tory, and you don't want to be that. And yes, you can still show you can still show support for Meg, but I, I just the Bun B does not concern himself with that hoopla because he a grown ass man, lived his life, got a wife and kids, living in Houston. He look at Meg as a daughter. So he's speaking from that perspective. But these other rappers are still out here active, actively, <laughs> actively engaging <laughs> in these in these activities. So yeah, that's probably why you didn't see a lot of uh, vocalness from them. Yeah, I, in my opinion, I, I wasn't expecting a lot from the male rappers, to be honest, because there's a lot of male rappers that don't say shit about things like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think, I honestly don't think it's their duty from a PR standpoint to speak on something they have um, no control over or nothing like nothing to do with because mm. yeah, because if, if you went, if you, if I wanted to make a statement and I'm a rapper, then yeah, I'll take Tory Lanez off my song, but I'm not speaking on it because mm. that can be misconstrued. No matter how you speak on it, it can be misconstrued, which yeah. is why you don't see Jay-Z coming out and making statements on stuff like that. Because he it, don't have it, to, because he don't have to, because one, we, I, I've said this before on the podcast. Who is Meg The Stallion signed to? Jay Z. Jay Z right. don't have to say he don't have to say nothing because he is handling it. That internally, is, internally, he is handling. Yeah. It, he is doing what he needs to do from a business perspective to handle Tory Lanez. 
I just I just think I think also Sierra like oh I couldn't hear any of that audio. Say it again. I said you don't think public statements should be made. I mean, I don't I don't think it's necessary. I mean, do you expect Lil Uzi to come out and speak on this? Like, I don't want to hear Lil Uzi's opinion, to be honest. I don't I don't want to hear Young Thug's opinion about this, to be honest. Like maybe J. Cole, maybe a Wale, but like I'm maybe I'm, and that's and that's a maybe. Maybe. Too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even I'm not pressed to hear Little Key's answer to this at all. But my thing is, it, it really I don't want to get way too deep into it, but when when Kodak Black disrespected Lauren London, mm-hmm. everybody came out the woodworks. I, I, yeah, I, but but now I'm yeah. saying this man did this to me. And nobody's coming forward and saying anything. I, I again, I don't. I don't we we very loud. We 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 will we will go. This we can bring this up at a later date. But I will say this: Lauren London being disrespected by Kodak Black in the midst of Nipsey dying and who Nipsey is, is the reason why you got the backlash. Because in both in both instances, a woman was disrespected. But, 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 but again, the people that were vocal about it probably reaped the same sentiments that other guys were saying. They just didn't say it. Because just because you had to say, like T.I. went on his Instagram live and said, hey, Tori, that was fucked up, bruh. T.I. said that was fucked up, bruh. Tori, you gonna have to say something, bruh. For, for, I mean, there were certain people that, you know, again, but again, it's not in that. That's because T.I. is more media than he is rapper now that that, you know, T.I. is now he transitioned into podcasting, might get a little radio show. So that's that's his obligation and his duty now. But as far as active rappers like Calvin's Point, Lil Uzi, Lil Key, Baby, Da Baby, all these guys, man. Y'all, I definitely don't want to hear the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. Just please. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know if he came out and said some yeah, yeah. it'd be some dumb shit, then niggas would be like, oh, we gotta cancel the baby. Right, right. So <laughs> shout out to Keep that. To yourself. To What'd you say? Lil Boosie declined to speak on it. He's like, no. Nah. He's like, I cause cause he know. He yeah. know. He yeah. know. Yeah. Man. I'm good yeah. on that. Hey, shout out to Meg. We love you. Uh, WAP is a WAP. <laughs> is a WAP. WAP is a BOP. Uh, we, we, the, the podcast, I think before we left, they had announced that it was coming, but we hadn't heard it. Uh, how do you guys, on a scale of one to 10? 10. 10. Yeah, I think I really, it's a, I really like the song. Yeah. There's people making it seem like Lil Kim and all of them was, I know songs. Yeah. That's Sierra. Yeah. Sierra, I don't give a damn what Lil Kim and them was doing back in the day. That shit is still nasty. I don't give a damn. No. <laughs> I don't give a damn what they were saying. That shit is nasty, bro. People were criticizing uh, the song, but it's it's nasty, but it's nowhere near as nasty as other songs that I've heard. It's, is what I'm saying. I'm going to tell you this. You can't put, hey, look. <laughs> that song is not, is, is for the comfort of your headphones or at the, that, that song it's nasty. I don't even know. They was talking greasy. <laughs> they was talking greasy on that record. All right. Shout out to Cardi. I can't wait for the album to come out. Meg, we love you. I'm sorry everything happened to you. Fuck Tory Lanez. We know the drill on that. Um, the other things I wanted to discuss on a positive tip for ladies, uh, Brandy versus Monica versus. Who won? Who won? Brandy won. Yo, yo, stop. Yo, please. What? Please stop. If you can sit here and tell me no. that uh, is has a better catalog than Brandy, she does. And it was a, it was a it was apparent at the fucking verses. Smoking, you are smoking. Brandy has no. albums that are great. 
Yeah, but that, but, but this is the difference between a versus Sierra. You a versus is not about the depth of your album. It's not about it's, it's about not the a, hits. It's about the hits. Brandy won. No, no. It's not, bro. My bro, Monica, low key, it, like it was, it was, it was it drug from close. song. It was draw. It was song from song one to twenty. She dug her, bro. Even in the, the new, even in the new record, she is, played. The thing is, you you know how I know she lost. You can tell that Brandy seceded to her because it, she she knew she didn't have the amount of songs that Monica did. That is such bullcrap. Because no, no, because as soon as as soon as Monica started hitting some of them songs, it was a wrap. Randy didn't even go deep in her bag and still won. Because she can't. Because she can't. No, wait. This is the verses. If this is any point in time to go deep in your bag, this is the time. And she did not do it because she does not have what Monica has. Randy took it easy and still won. Yo, yo, Sierra, I really can't believe that you, like, fathom that Brandy won this from song one. And I don't even want to go into this. I just remember that from the first song, Brandy, she picked some random song to start off with. And then Monica hit her with a So Gone. And then she played another record. And then she hit her with the, with the uh, Oakley Wapi. And y'all don't know music. Because if you know, if the only songs by Brandy you know is Have You Ever, Almost Doesn't and I want to be down, then you don't really know Instead all of, of Brandy's character. It's, but like, it's not, it's, it's not, not, it's about, not about what, it's not about that. It's right. about who has the best catalog of hits Brandy. for a versus. And when you talk about hits, Monica quite literally swept her under the rug. If Brandy would have chosen different songs in a different, different, uh, different, like, uh, structure, order, then maybe, yeah, maybe. Because guess what? Because guess what, Sierra? There are, I can't, I wish I could find a comparable artist off the top of my head right now, but I know that there are artists that have albums that are better than Drake. I can pick a single, I can pick a single artist that has a better album that than, that has probably about three albums better than Views or whatever, whatever your worst Drake album, Scorpion, right? But that is not in comparison to the amount of hits that Drake could bring in his Duffy to a versus. That's what I'm saying. It ain't about because Brandy can sing better than Monica. She has right. better. Yeah, that she that's, she has. I knew that, and see, I, and that's why I was kind of like uh, about the verses because I knew that Monica had the songs, but Brandy has the voice, and that, that that's just that's the reality of. What'd you Brandy, say, Sierra? Brandy won. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know. You must have been on another planet. Uh, now, another segue is they did this at Tyler Perry Studios, and Tyler Perry just became a billionaire uh, on two days ago. So let's clap it up for Mr. Tyler Perry. That's a huge accomplishment. Uh, he uh, actually got that from the mud, which will actually segue to another conversation that we'll have later on in the show. Um, some music things. Uh, I am really loving Nas's album. That is my shit right now. I can't stop listening to it. What are some things that y'all have been listening to in this last month? Any new releases? Any new drops? James, uh, um, second EP or album. And I've also, Jasmine Sullivan dropped a single. Love it. Yep. Um, awesome. Who else? I've been listening to a lot of old school music too. Um, but You'd be surprised at this one, Nick. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on that Billie Eilish now, bro. Get the fuck out of here! I'm dead ass, bro. Yeah, she please. makes some great music. Yeah, who put you on Billie Eilish? 
Apple Music. I was randomly listening to like just one of the most recent thing. It just yeah. said like top 100 songs or whatever. Her song came up and I'm just listening to it. I thought it was Snow Allegra. Like it, this shit was like going and I'm like, yo, who the fuck is this? I looked it up, it's Billie Eilish. So then I just started going through the catalog. I said, yo. You know what, we got We got a trip this weekend. Yeah, will, I'm, gonna put, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna put something in there. Yeah, I got you. Huh? Where y'all going? No, we ain't going just up the street. Oh yeah, we just going up the street, <laughs> up the street. That's it. Um, I think that was pretty much it. Oh, uh, by the time we drop that podcast tonight, Big Sean will have his uh, new album, Detroit Two. He dropped the song featuring the late great Nitsy Hustle. Uh, honestly, I like Big Sean. I think he's a dope rapper. I really don't like the song Deep Reverence. I love Nipsey, but I just don't like the song. Um, so, uh, but I am interested for the new Big Sean album. Um, say that again. He has everybody on that album. Have you seen the track yeah. list? Yeah, he's got one song. He's got one song on uh with uh, everybody from Detroit. Uh, that's on the Royce, Eminem, Forty Two Duck. He's got a lot of people on one song. That's gonna be dope. So I'm gonna listen to the album for sure. So shout out to Sean Don. Uh, The Rock tested positive for COVID, and he now and his family and his mm-hmm. family. Uh, which is crazy. So prayers up to The Rock. He now is the official owner of the XFL. And Calvin, do you know how much he bought that shit for, bro? I don't. I don't it was, know. bro, it was a low ass number. Bro, he only bought the league. This ain't like the league, not just one team. He bought the league for $10 million. Bro, hmm. you you can't. One- I, think, I think people are afraid of that investment, though. Bro, uh, uh, the fucking Baltimore Ravens cost $500 million. And that's just one team. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like that's just one team. But shout out to The Rock, man. That's a dope um, dope pickup acquisition. And before we guess, oh, NBA playoffs. Uh, my team has extended itself to the second round. Shout out to the Lakers. Shout out to Bronny and them. Uh, Calvin, what's your team? To- hey, y'all looking at hey, right? hey. We ain't lost in the playoffs yet. We might, you know, we might end up sweeping the Bucks, but I, I, I got the uh, Bucks series going six. Okay. Um, if we get them out of there before six, I'm cool with it because I think that just shows the level of intensity we're playing with. But yeah, yeah. my boys, you know, we 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 eating out here. Yeah, I text Calvin after I watched the game last night. I said, man, this might be a sweep. This might be a sweep for sure. Um. Oh, game seven last night was crazy too. Uh, who would have thought? Who would have thought James Harden would have won on defense, bro? <laughs> who who would have thought James Harden would have won the game on defense? Who's your which, team, Calvin? Which is wild. Miami Heat. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we we still balling in the bubble. So we still balling in the bubble. So shout out to that. When you lose and go home, you just leave the bubble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure you have to, you know, get tested and stuff on your way out. But yeah, you just leave the bubble. Yeah. It's really a bubble. Hell yeah! That's oh. it. They're on the, no, not, on the not, Disney not, campus. Yeah, it's not like a bubble, but like you, it's bubble in the sense it's that isolated. You can't go, you can't just freely go in and out as you please. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, quick, Calvin, how'd you do in your fantasy? I hate to get on the sports tangent, but how'd you do? Uh, great. I um somehow in one of my leagues, I was able to draft Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. Oh shit! And I just made a, a huge trade uh, and got Dalvin Cook. Oh, nice. So I got a nice little setup on one of my squads. Uh, I got another few drafts upcoming uh, tonight and tomorrow. 
I uh, picked up Lamar and Aaron Rodgers on one team, bro. Shout out to shout out to Lamar. Yeah, so no, I think that's going to be yeah, big pickup. All right, man. We had a lot to cover right there. There probably is some stuff that we missed. I hate it for y'all, but, you know, we busy. We got a lot of show to get to. Uh, Sierra, yeah, who you want to guess up? I want to guess up my sister, Morgan McKenzie. Um, oh, shoot. It's such a staple for me. Um, in my healing process, because you know, earlier in the year, a couple months ago, she also tested positive for COVID. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, she put it on oh. stuff too. She did like a Q and A, and people were asking her different questions. Oh, so when she was one of the first people that I reached out to, and she helped me like with stuff to get that kind of helped her out. Um, and she's just been a really dope friend in this time, and like I really, I really appreciate her. Um, so I want to shout out to her. That's fire, man. That's fire. Shout out to. You didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't. I mean, I follow her in everything. I did not see that though. I must have missed that. But uh, famous Phyllis, man, who you want to guess up? Um, I want to guess up uh, LeBron James just for uh, something that he has said on Twitter today. He was responding to a tweet from uh, Richard Jefferson. I mean, from Jay Williams. That said that Braun was the uh what was it called? The um Pippin to whatever and LeBron kinda just stood up for himself like, yo, I I haven't been anybody but myself. You know what I'm saying? I and I appreciate that from LeBron because I feel like he's gotten scrutinized over the years. And it, just seeing him kind of step up and be more vocal about pretty much everything and every aspect of his life, I, I just love it. I love it. That's right, man. <laughs> LeBron has definitely been a very interesting figure within the bubble. And I really do appreciate that from LeBron, man. So shout out to that. Can't wait till game one. I think we play tomorrow, actually. Yeah, I think we tip off yeah. game one tomorrow. So uh, shout out to that. I do want to stick on sports as well, man. And um, before I get started, I just want to know, do y'all hear that? Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Amen. 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 Listen, I came on here a few weeks ago and I told y'all we went from Captain Damn America to Superman. And the whole time up in town, we was talking about, oh, Cam is this and oh, Cam is that. And will he be the start of this? Will he be the start of that? Well, to damn Skippy, guess who was QB1 for the New England Patriots? God done, Cameron Newton. We got to clap that motherfucker up right there, man. And I'm telling you right now, when that motherfucker brought that daggone spiritual, ly lyrical, miracle whip to that damn practice, it is a rap, and there will be rap, and there will be wrath upon all of you who doubt it. This season, I'm trying to tell y'all, this is about to be the funnest season because we have no expectation. Cam is our quarterback. This is about to be fun. We about to be playing loosey goosey, bombs away. I see what that man down in Tampa is doing. I don't care. I don't care. But we here. You, we don't, we don't even say his name no more. No, we do say his name. Shout out to that nigga Brady, man. But listen, we ain't talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't talking about him, man. But listen, shout out to Cam. Uh, I, at, to this point, I gotta go to a game at some point in time. This, oh, I, damn, can't even go to a game. Can't even go to a game. You can't. can't even go to a game. Um, but anyway, enough of the sports talk. Uh, shout out to that. That to be okay, like go to games and stuff. What'd you say? How long do y'all think it's gonna take for that to be okay? 
I think it's a dub. I think it's a dub on the 2020-21 season on fans being in the season in the same stadium. Mm. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't know what they plan on doing at the collegiate level because it's 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 just college is spread out all over the place. But for the NFL, I think that's a dub. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a dub. So anyway, let's go ahead and gas up the whip, man. Sierra Danielle. Who? Uh, no, we already uh, guessed that. We already oh, guessed that. Damn, my bad. My bad. My have you bad. Been drinking? No, I haven't. Have it. I got a gallon of water right here next to me though. But uh. Oh, uh, damn, what do I say here? I forgot. I, it's been a month. What do I say? Sierra Danielle. Oh, see, oh, see, yeah, see, yeah, see, yeah, ladies first. Y'all see, I ain't did this in a month. I'm rusty. I'm rusty. I see. We've been doing it for three years and it takes one month. I, I know, I know, I know. My bad, my bad, my bad. Dang, it's been three years almost already. Yeah, I know, right? Shout out to that. Wow. Wow. Okay. Ooh, ladies first. Yeah. <laughs> No, it still, still ain't working? No. All right. So on your end, it might sound good, but on my end, it sounds really late. Mm. It's okay. We're going, we're going, it's okay. Um, we just might need to record it, like pre-record it, and you just insert that in there, Nick. We might have to do that. <laughs> hey, I just, side, side note, uh, speaking of LeBron just a minute ago, I just reached over and I just got the... Uh, the autobiography of uh, Malcolm X, and when they got and when they asked that man that question about what has he read, that nigga LeBron did not know shit about shit about this shit. Did y'all hear LeBron answer that question in the bubble? I heard it, but he, I heard he ain't read nothing. <laughs> he ain't read not a damn thing. But anyway, my bad. I ain't want to interrupt. I just thought that was funny. Um, what's up, everybody? It's your girl Sierra. Um, and. For today, I wanted to talk about um, nepotism within the Black community. Um, for those of you who do not know what nepotism means, it says nepotism is a favoritism that is granted to relatives in various fields, including business, politics, entertainment, sports, religion, and other activities. Um, it's basically like, say, for example, Nick, if Cam Newton was your uncle and you wanted to open your own studio or you know, do something and he basically fronted you the money to do it or put you in connect with the right people, put you in the rooms that you needed to be in simply because of his connections. Um, Cal, that's like if your uncle or godfather was Tyler Perry and knows that you're into the arts and the visual arts and he, you know, gives you an internship or gives you, invites you to a mixer on Tyler Perry Studios where he knows you'll be around people who you need to be around. Yeah. Um, and I brought this topic up because I was scrolling through Twitter one day and um, John David Washington, who is Denzel Washington's son. Do y'all know who that is? John. Yeah. David. yeah. Um, he is um, t John David Washington is in the new Christopher Nolan movie Tenet. And I, I that. that looks like a good movie. So it's yeah. already it's already out, and the thing is, it's just that movie. You just have to find movie theaters in your area that are close to you. The closest movie theater open is eighty miles away from me, so obviously oh. I'm not going to see that. But yeah. Oh wow! So um yeah, so basically, um I was scrolling through Twitter, and he was a lot of people were talking about him because he did an interview where um he um basically told them that when he in order to get um, acting jobs on his own without any you know help from anyone else he would tell people that um his father was a construction worker or he was in jail 
Um, and also other rappers, other um, artists in the entertainment industry have done it as well. Um, rapper Sweetie, she talks about it as well. She, her uncle, I didn't even know this, but her grandfather was in the NFL and Gabrielle Union and Zaytoven are her cousins. And that's a lot of connections. Um, but she wanted to, her quote was, I believe in being self-made and trying to figure things out on my own. And I wanted to ask the question, why do you think black people are like that? Because if my daddy was Denzel Washington and I wanted to get an acting gig and I was passionate about acting and was really good at it, I'm going to use those connections. I don't understand why I just, I, it's not, I don't want to say I disagree because at the end of the day, that was their personal choices and they did make a good like name for themselves. Mm-hmm. But it was a harder road when they could have used the connections and been a little bit easier for them. And I feel like that's a habit within the black community. Like we are so used to getting it out of the mud and working two times as harder. But you see white people doing all the time. You see white kids graduating out of college and getting a job because daddy owns this or mommy knows this person or getting um, stuff done because they have all the right connections because they have family members here, there, and everywhere. You know what I mean? But that's not frowned upon or looked at with a side eye. But yeah, a lot of people were like, I agreed with him doing that. He needs to work hard and da, 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 da. I saw some people responding saying that's dumb for you to lie and say that your dad's in jail when he's Denzel Washington. Come on out. But I wanted to get you guys' take on that. Um, okay, go ahead. I, I was going to say, so just tunnel vision specifically to John David Washington. Uh, I think there's two folds to that because one could argue that just because he didn't say who his dad was to people does not mean that his, he did not ask his dad to be put in the positions that he ultimately was in. He was obviously guided in the right way in, in the right way by his father because he is where he is today. He's in a major blockbuster movie that's out in theaters today. So he probably did not use it in the vocal sense when he was going through auditions. Now, the flip side of that is if you know Hollywood, that could be detrimental to you to some degree. If I'm throwing around, if I'm throwing around my daddy is this, my daddy is that in Hollywood and you're black. I mean, listen, bro, I don't give a shit if your daddy is Denzel or not, bro. And that's what these white executives are thinking. Can yes. you can you fucking perform in this role? I don't give a damn. Do white people? Say that again? You think that they look at that, look at it the same way if it was a white kid saying, My dad is Ben Affleck or my dad is No, it, it it's <laughs> look it could it could come off the wrong way though. Yeah, it could come off the wrong way, but I just but I think these executive the, the white actor is already going to have the edge up if that role is open to a white person in, in, in Hollywood. So, you know, even if they did go, if John David Washington and the white actor X went in there and did the same thing, mm-hmm. the white actor is still going to get the nodge over if they want him over John David Washington is what I'm saying. So specifically to this instance, I think that he, you know, there could have been detriment to him actually saying Denzel was my dad. Uh, but also, I do think that his dad was also there navigating him and coaching him rather behind the scenes. This is where you need to be or this is the class you need to take or these are the auditions that you're in. Or, these are the people you need to be in contact with. Mm-hmm. That, and you don't have to use my name. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Calvin? Um, no, I, I was waiting for Nick to finish. Um, for me personally, I can understand her sentiments of wanting to get it on her own and be her own person because if you think about it, I'm, I'm sure it's not easy to live in the shadows of somebody like a Denzel Washington. Like the, the negatives, the cons of saying, hey, I'm Denzel Washington's son is that, oh, well, you must be just as nice as this nigga, right? So if you don't live up to that expectation, then you could be very well not in, not having roles, not getting opportunities. Because when they tell, you know, for instance, Michael Jordan's son, when Michael Jordan's son went to the court, he won't nothing like Michael Jordan. He was good, but he won't he won't nothing like Michael. You know what I'm saying? So having to live up to those expectations are tough. Like especially knowing that your parents might be great people and doing what they do. And so I personally think that I, I personally feel like if my parents were in a position of power like that, right, where they had access and um resources, I would definitely want to utilize those the right way. Um but I can't, I can't fault anybody for wanting to use it in the way that they want to use it, whether they use that as motivation and not saying who their actual parents are, or if they want to use it as, hey, every time I go to an interview, I'm going to let you know my dad is Barack Obama. You know, he, <laughs> he was the president at one point in time, just so you know, so don't, don't fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And you, don't um, even re- and you don't even realize that, honestly, until you get older. Because, honestly, like, if you if, – let's not even take it from an entertainment big platform or whatever. If your parents are wealthy within the community or whatever they do, right, and they have automatically – you know, they have all these resources and stuff like that as a kid, you know, you're going to want to rebel against that anyway. Why do you always see, like, these lavish kids that got everything that are, like, these brats and don't want to rebel and don't want to live the lifestyle that their parents and stuff that, you know, giving them and shit like that? Now, granted, the people that we're talking about decided that they did want a career in this and decided to hone in on that. So that's mm-hmm. a good thing. But I think when John David Washington is talking about roles in the past, it's probably him being younger and be like, nah, like, yo, I don't, bro, that's my pops, bro. Like, But let's, th- let's take the celebrity status out of it for a second. Mm-hmm. How black people look at other people doing stuff for you as a handout. Like you don't accept handouts from anybody. You don't do this. You're going to get this on your own. Da, 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 da. Like black people do not like handouts. Like I've seen a lot of people talk down on black kids whose parents are rich and they or have are well off and they get taken care of. Like parents who still parents who still painted child's bills and they in their twenties or doing stuff for them and they in their twenties. Like even aside from being a celebrity, I've seen it growing up. Like yeah. I'm not gonna work for this and you're gonna get it on your own. Like handouts are just not a thing in the black community. And I feel like if if I'm in a position of not power, but if I can help somebody, why why not? Or if if my child, let's say for example, if my child is in a position where she has a person that wants to help her further wherever she wants to go, right? Why would I tell her or look down on her? But I don't think that's the but I don't think that's the point though because I don't think there hasn't been reports that said Denzel said nah nigga you not, well, I'm not I'm talking about just yeah black people don't like handouts like black people don't there's a there's like a negative connotation like you didn't work hard for it if somebody gives it to you and helps you if that that's what I'm saying I mean yeah no I, I you know, why is that so normalized in the black community but everybody else in other cultures are perfectly fine with hmm. helping out their children are helping out other people 
without it being looked down as like you didn't work hard for this because someone gave it to you. I don't know if I, mean, I have the answer. It's to all up for perception too. I mean, I I know for me, not saying that I'm against handouts, but handouts have for me have always had a negative connotation. Um, and I think that's something that we probably need to change the mindset in the black community that it's not a bad thing to get a handout, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, I, cause I, I feel like growing up, we used to make fun of people for having an easy, easier, you know what I'm saying? Which wasn't, I don't think it's fair. Like that's not fair to um, no. the community and that's not fair to that person because everybody's situation growing up is different. Like you can't assume that just because you don't, you had to do it a certain way that everybody has to do it that way. Yeah, and ultimately, when you have kids, you want to make sure your kids are straight, right? You want to make sure right. They, I, right. I don't want my yeah. I want my kids to be like, yeah, I I got everything I needed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and, and a little something, something. Yeah, you want them to grow up and have morals and values, and you know, instill that you know work ethic inside of them. But shit, you want that shit to be a little bit easier than you had it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Or, or, cool. Yeah. But, but I have experienced some parents of people that I've known firsthand that's just like, nah, like, you're going to earn this. You're going to work for this. Like, you know, like, I I'm mean, not- in certain, I mean, in certain instances, they should, you know, but those are the things that you have to take step by step, day by day when it comes to a kid and the things that you are trying to make them work for. Like, OK, you know, yes. Can I do I have the ability to just go out here and get you a car? Yeah, cool. You just turned 16. I got it. But what's the value behind me giving you this car? Should there be a lesson behind me giving you this car, right? Or if I have, if I'm a man in the community that has a car dealership, you know, do shit, you know, and, but that's to the point of who we were talking about at the beginning. It's like, shit, if I got a car dealership, my son is probably not gonna, if, if, if he wants to be a car dealersman or a car salesman or whatever, he may not want to go the route that I took to get there because mm-hmm. he said, because he sees the flaw, he sees the vantage points and the things that I did wrong, because who's to say that John David Wash that Denzel's son doesn't become better than his son is acting. Who's to say that won't be the case or sweetie, who is sweetie's people? Um, Zaytoven is her cousin. Yeah. Gabrielle union and her dad, her grandfather was in the NFL. So she's, she's been sitting on money. Oh and- Yeah. Well, I mean, so Sweetie's a little bit different because Sweetie just had to, she just had to figure out what she wanted to do and do it. She could, Sweetie could have been, she had it set up to the point where she could have been the, a boss in school and, go, and gone yeah. crazy. She could have been to any university. She could have did, it, she just had to pick and choose a lane that she wanted to go. She just decided, oh, I'm going to do music. I have, the, I have the resources to do it. Let me go ahead and get this back. And now she is who she is. Because she could have did the exact same thing with a completely, totally different career and been absolutely fine and been all right at it probably. Could have had a bit. Because she could have met. She could have had a hair salon in Atlanta and been the most popping hair salon in Atlanta based off her connection. So I think that was an amazing topic this year. Way to start the show off. Let's go ahead and clap it up for her one time. Clap it up. Uh, Famous. Road Rage, man. What's up? What's poppin'? What's good? What's good? Um, nothing crazy happening uh, recently other than traffic. I feel like I've been hitting traffic every every freaking day that I'm going to Greensboro or whatever. But, I mean, other than that, everything is Gucci on this side and just been working and whatnot. But this week, I want to talk about something, and I know it might be a little uh, soon to speak on it, but I think it is something that we should talk about. 
Um, and that is uh, pretty much um, replacing replacements in business. Okay. And so I want to talk about this carefully because I'm not trying to say that, that you should that you should or should not do something. But um, one thing that I, I was seeing is that, you know, with the passing of, um, with the passing of Chadwick, there's been a lot of talk about what Marvel should do with um, the Black Panther and recasting or no recasting or changing the, the sister off to being the Black Panther, et cetera, et cetera. And so in my opinion, I, I think this, so I, I do believe that, um, you know, it, there's a lot of sentimental value with keeping Chadwick being the only Black Panther that we would know, right? Um, but on the other side of things, I also look at it as this is a business. So at the end of the day, if this was a different company or if this was a different area of uh, business, they would replace that person that is filling the void, you know? And not saying that I want them to replace Chadwick. I, I think they should do whatever they feel is best, right? But it, there's a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook and whatever, you know, going crazy like y'all can't recast him and blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. And I'm like, if the if the San Antonio Spurs head coach was to pass away tomorrow, you can't just say, oh, we can't replace Pop. No, you have to. It's a part of the business. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that in a movie role, um, there's not a way for you to like recast. I mean, that, that you couldn't just either not make a new movie or whatever. But if you're Ryan Coogler and you know that this is one of your highest grossing movies, right? Of all time, it, not as, just in the in all, all time. time. Right. It, as a businessman, you're going to want to ask yourself, do I want to stop it here because I've lost a piece of the, the a main piece at that, the piece. Um, do I want to, do I want to literally give up the success of what I could be having for for everybody else's opinions about oh you shouldn't have you shouldn't recast right because if you don't recast that means you have to change the whole direction of wherever you were going to go with this next movie because obviously Chadwick would have been in it but huh not necessarily because in the comic books Shuri becomes the black black, black Panther yeah, yeah but that, that's understandable but but we all know that Black Panther two would have had Chadwick as being the star. Black Panther 2 was scheduled to start filming in December of this year. It was already scheduled to be starting in July down in Atlanta at Tyler Perry Studios, but due to COVID, they had to push it back. It was in the process of being in production. The script is done. It is ready to go. The cameras, lights, action, director, boom. Now we're missing a piece. But let's not act crazy to Calvin's point that Marvel is not in the studio right now talking about who's going to be the next Black Panther. You're, cra you're crazy if you don't think that's happening right now. Because to Calvin's point, it is a, it, it is, it's a business. And it would be sad as fuck if Chadwick Boseman passes away and these little black kids and everything that put all their action figures around them and crying and all that stuff do not get a chance to live out that that, that, that legacy. I'm so dumb that parents were recording their kids crying. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't yeah. get that. But, I mean... Uh, you to think that the role dies at the actor. The one thing that that reminds me of is Heath Ledger with the Dark Knight and the Joker, right? None there of was, them. There were always going to be the Dark Knight Rises. That was always going to be in the plans. It wasn't that the Dark Knight was just going to be it. There was always going to be that third one, and then Nolan was going to leave. The thing is, 
because of Heath's dying or death, rather, they did have to switch up the direction of what the third movie was. That's why you have Bane instead of the Joker. Because there's a reason why Joker did not die in the Dark Knight, but due to his death. But as to a business model, you don't just stop and say, we're not going to create this next movie. We just have to go in a different direction. And it's really even all, not even all that hard with Marvel because you have the layout. You just have to now find the actor. You don't have to switch the direction of where you were going from a script perspective of what we see on screen. Because what Chadwick was going to do is what this new actor can do. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the same. I feel like they should make follow the comic and make sure you're the Black Panther. In the, in the comic, I've seen the comic strip, and it's basically like um, someone talking to Shuri and saying, like, thank you for stepping in while your brother is recovering. Like, that type of thing. So it makes, like, you know, it's yeah, not I, off I, of what's going on. Where I think, uh, with when it pertains to this instance, you know, I definitely think that Marvel would do its due diligence to pay tribute to Chadwick in every way that they can, because I don't even know if they had any preliminary shots of him. Uh, for Black Panther 2. If they do, who knows if it gets seen by us or if it just gets laid out on the director's cutting floor. But um, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see how they... Yeah, like they did with Paul Walker? Because what they did with Paul Walker when he died, because he yeah. died... The, the only difference is that he they were already... They had 80% of the movie done. Yeah. The they had 80, they had 80% of the movie done with him in it before while he passed like during the movie. So yeah. that last step in too to do like the other stuff and they just put his face on his brother's body. Yeah. So I mean this is not a good I mean from their lens and their perspective they don't have to do much to re-edit or reshoot or do anything because it hadn't begun filming. Had this yeah. happened, had this happened in the, had this, think about this, had this happened when it was supposed to, then we would be talking about a different conversation. Yeah, like had they started in July, like it was, or yeah, early July when it was scheduled to start shooting and he passes now, that would be different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I just think that we have to be careful of how we expect you know, these companies and businesses to move, even in the event of a tragic death like this, like there, there's always a contingency plan. And I think that people should be more, I'm not saying that people shouldn't have their opinions, but people should be more open to whatever Marvel decides to do. So if they recast, I still want y'all to show up to support a black, a black owned movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't be that, Oh, you recasted, Chadwick Boseman because he passed away and I'm not going to support it. like that. That's what I, that's what I've been hearing and seeing. And that's what I don't want. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, again, if, if, if we're speaking hypothetically, no, but none of us knew him personally. We all know what we saw on TV and the roles that he portrayed to us in his interviews, but you would think that Chadwick would want us to continue the role of black Panther and not let the legacy die at him. You know, that's that's just what we know of him. You would think that that's something that he would want uh, his legacy to be. Uh, but, you know, to Calvin's point, too, about how these businesses respond, it's almost like that performative activism we talked about a few weeks ago, where it's like, do we expect a corporation like Target, for example, to, like, pay tribute to Chadwick in any way? 
right? Is that an expectation that we have of all corporations? And if they don't do that, do we, you know, cancel them and, you know, every if if Sear or if Walmart doesn't acknowledge Kobe Bryant, you know, do we say we not shopping at Walmart or anything like that? No, I mean, I feel like it depends because I'm, I wouldn't get mad if Walmart didn't show support to Kobe or Chadwick simply because it's like not really a direct correlation. Like I'd be pissed if somebody like, let's say if, if, if the, it's like, I'd be pissed if somebody that was close to Kobe or like, uh, like if the Lakers didn't show no love to Kobe when he died or if Marvel didn't see anything when Chadwick died, I'd be pissed because that's literally your, a person that's a part of your franchise. You know what I mean? But if it's like random stuff, I mean, I wouldn't that I'm not going to cancel them because to me, people grieve in their own ways. So I'm not going to be that, that fan. That's like, I expect you to do this. Like when people were questioning LeBron, when he didn't speak out immediately after Kobe died, as if he didn't just lose his brother, you know what I mean? Um, and he was forced to speak out prematurely because he got a lot of backlash because of that. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not that, that petty to cancel somebody for that. Like I said, to the fans that Calvin was speaking to about not seeing the Black Panther, if they recast and all that, there is a Zoom meeting happening right now with Disney executives, Marvel executives, and the whole crew uh, over there at Marvel Inc. about the replacement of uh, the late, great Chadwick Boseman. It's happening right now. And there will be an who If they start shooting in December as planned, I don't know how quickly of a turnaround. I mean, how many months away are we from December? Four? Three? Yeah. I mean, three three months. I mean, you could get three months. You could do casting. You could do, you know, uh, camera test, uh, sound test. Because, I mean, y'all, they put in – it's an investment. You know what I'm saying? This this is an investment that they have, and they've already put it – you would think before you even see the movie – there's probably like $10 million up front for a movie like this just for marketing alone. That's not on top of paying the director, paying the actors, paying the catering services, paying for the concierge, paying for the cast and crew behind the scenes. Like it's a lot that goes into these, you know, into these movies, man. So yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, man. Good topic. We miss you already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Last topic of the evening, man. Shout out to hashtag talk about it. Uh, we are going to talk about some clash of media titans here. Uh, shout out to Joe Budden and shout out to Charlemagne. Now, I follow these two very heavily because they do what we do. Okay. Uh, they're in this media podcasting game in which we do so well for the past three years. I love my co-host. Um, but for those that I won't go too much into the detail, but for those that don't know, two years ago, Joe Button signed a deal with Spotify. And that was major because it's an exclusive deal. The only place you could find the podcast for him is on Spotify. Now, it was an undisclosed amount, but you could pretty surely assume that it was a high dollar value. Well, the two years of negotiation are getting ready to be up. The contract's getting ready to be up. It was getting ready to be up in July and negotiations weren't going so well. And then about two weeks ago, he announced officially that they are no longer going to be on Spotify. They've got like four episodes left in the deal right now. So because of Joe's vocalness about why they're leaving, I won't bore you with the details. Go find it if you want to look it up. Charlemagne made some commentary about Joe's leaving because of his rant. 
and Charlemagne is basically saying that, so Joe, you go to Complex, you go to Revolt, you go to Spotify, you do those things, and then you end up leaving these entities on like bad terms due to things like not being able to get vacation time when you ask it when you do two podcasts a week for a year and a half. Charlemagne's point is you should have lawyers negotiating those types of things for you in those deals and things like that. Well, Joe will counter that and say, to think that that's what I'm fighting for means that you are misinformed. Mm-hmm. Means that means that you don't see the bigger picture in the fight that I'm ultimately trying to get. Just because, and he'll say, Charlemagne will say, well, bro, I know what you're saying. I got a network too. Nigga, you don't know the same fight that I'm trying to fight. I'm trying to make this, you, to Joe Button's point, Charlemagne made a whole radio station pop. He broke iHeartRadio. Breakfast Club is a, is a syndicated nationally across the world. Biggest radio station over the last 10 years. You broke that, but you still answer to a boss. And then you are still an employee of an entity. What Joe is saying, I don't want to be in a position where somebody can tell me no about something. If me and my guys have been giving you two podcasts a week over the past two years and Christmas time comes up and I ask for a week off and y'all tell me no, that's what I don't want to happen. So in light of that, the conversation comes between like, how do you feel about the points that Joe was making versus the points that Charlemagne was making? And do you even see the bigger picture from both sides? Do you agree with Charlemagne to say like, listen, you should have your shit cleaned up. If you keep leaving these places, there might be something wrong with you as opposed to these companies having something wrong on the flip side. Or do you believe Joe Button like, nah, bro, you just don't get it, bro. You'll never be a boss. You'll never get it. It's all that. What are y'all thoughts? I see, I see what Charlemagne is saying because I think I think your track record is as equally as important as that as, as your performance. Like if you, how can I put this? You could be a dope guy, but if you're like a serial dater or your past is like you bouncing from one thing to another, everybody got something negative to say about you. At that point, your your character is in question. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if y'all ever experienced that. Like y'all like a girl, but what you're hearing. You don't like what you're hearing about this person. So it's kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like your track record is just as equally as, as equally as important as your present performance. However, I do see what Joe Budden is saying. Like, you have no right to speak on what I'm saying because I own what I do. Like, this is my show. Like, this is mine. It is called you the Joe Budden podcast. You work for somebody else and are, is, are performing phenomenally. But what you're what you're getting is not matching the performance that you're bringing in for the company. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a bar. Giving them a good name, but have not barely anything to show for it. But and being an employee and being a part of the brand, like you don't own any of it, you have no rights to any of it because you are working for someone else. So on that standpoint, I agree with Joe Budden. You have no right to speak on this because I own my shit. Like I'm doing this. I have rights to this. This is my show. I work out of my crib or wherever my studio. I don't have to go in and work, go to someone else's studio and record their sh- record my show under their umbrella. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're pocketing off of my work. And, and again, just to give a few, just to give some context here before Calvin go, because I'm really interested in this take. 
the whole reason that the deal was even being restructured is because if you guys are familiar with Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan just signed an abnormal deal exclusively with Spotify as well. Astronomical. The number was a hundred. It was like $400 million for a deal. It's basically, he got like Patrick Mahomes money for us, for a podcast, right? So when you think about that from a business person who has a podcast, right? Who's thinking about the landscape and the business attributes, attributes of a podcast that re that resets the market. That, that resets the market. We have this podcast. If you're telling me that I'm the number one podcast for the last year in all categories, then I should not have to be scraping for the scraps that you're just trying to throw me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not just, I'm not here to just kind of play fiddle to this game because you think you can do this to me. Right? Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that out there before Calvin's point. Um, it's, it's difficult, uh, to, to really have it. It's it's difficult for me to, to talk about this because we are in a position where we potentially could be in the same thing, right? Do we want full ownership over what we do? So we have more control, um, which could take more time to monetize things like that. Or would I, would I rather, have something so large that it could set me for life. Not just me, my family, you know, if I work with the right network, might have certain restrictions. Um, but at the end of the day, I would be able to provide and no, with no question about how I, how I would provide. Um, I think that either route is okay to take. Mm. I do think that I may would want to be on the Charlemagne side of things though. Because Charlemagne is a household name. And it's because of the engine backing them, right? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. saying Joe Budden isn't. No, but I'm Joe not. Budden is a is a certain type. A, Joe Budden has a certain type of engine that backs him that's not as large as Charlemagne's, right? So even if the podcast is something that I don't exclusively own, the engine that I had behind that podcast puts me in other situations. I might be in movies. I might be on talk shows. I might have my own endorsements because of the engine that I had from giving up a little bit on, on this side to have more on this side. Um, and not to say that Joe Budden couldn't do the same. I think it's just two different types of engines. And I just think that Charlemagne's engine is a well-oiled machine, whereas Joe Budden's could potentially drop off at any point in time. Yeah. Um, because if, because people get lazy, you know, mm-hmm. and so, and I know with me, I don't mind working for people, um, but I think that in in the capacity that Charlemagne works for the Breakfast Club, he still he still has a lot of control over what's said and done. He may not have the full control like a Joe Budden, but and I there's think that, and I think that's Joe's point, I, and and yeah. I think that's where and I think that's where they butt heads. I think I think that's the meaning of the mind is because Joe can't see an idea of someone telling him what you telling me I can't play this song. Like if 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 Charlemagne's brother came to him, I don't know if he's got a brother, but let's just say he does. If Charlemagne's brother said, "Hey man, can y'all can you play this song for me?" Charlemagne can't play that. But if Joe was like, "Oh yeah, we play my song. Yeah, I'll play that song for you." You know, shit like that. And I just think that yep. I agree with you, Calvin, because when I listen to Joe rant 
I do pick apart some of the things that he says where I lean on Charlemagne's side because of the fact that Charlemagne is a household name. He has the leverage. He just got to show, like he just got to show on another network. He, you know, he's got, you know, he's, he is set, right? He's making headlines and doing interviews with the future president of the United States. He's doing these big breathless, uh, hot interviews with Kanye West and all these different things. He's got it. Um, it's just in a different form. Now, right. the, po- the point that he did make, though, that was very, that Joe made that I thought was very enticing was if you really do think about it, though, Calvin, think about your worth, though. Think about the value that you are as a black man, Sierra, you as a black woman, and the value that you own within how you work. Think about this, Calvin. Stephen A. Smith is on the finals. He does first take. He's on Sports Center. He does interviews. He does all these things within the company umbrella of ESPN owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. But he's, and I say, but, and he's only, but if you think about the quality of work, do you know T- Stephen A. Smith's only making $10 million a year? Now, I say that as in like, nigga, you know what you would do with $10 million a year. I understand that sounds crazy. But it's not crazy when you think about it in the context of what Stephen A. is worth to that network. That's what I'm saying. Stephen yeah. A's, Steve, the name Stephen A. Smith is so large that the number, that $10 million sounds, sounds low as fuck. Like it really does for what he contributes to yeah. that network and what his name brand. This man is covering the NBA finals and the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. in, in interview. This man is the hardest working sportscaster in the thing. And you're going to tell me that's $10 million worth of work for a company. Now, Again, I could be off base with that. I could be thinking that could be coming from a place of privilege saying, Nick, do you know? I, I get it. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the value of your work to a particular entity as a black person. Mm-hmm. And I, but also, I think, Nick, you have to think about the, um, the non-monetary things that you get with that. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Stephen A might have a car service that's completely free. Yeah. Or the fact that his, you know... He gets meals every day that he may not have to to, to pay for it or whatever the travel, yeah. whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you think about holistically everything that encompasses just not only just that ten million dollars, ten million dollars is icing on the cake. Yeah, because you know as a celebrity you're getting certain pluses. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And and, um, and 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 that's not counting endorsement deals that you made that Stephen A. may get and things of that nature. That, that remember he's in TV shows, yeah. commercials, like yeah. So so. I think the ultimate conversation is, do you want to be your own boss or do you want to work for a boss? That's it. Do you want to own the network or do you want to be in the network? I feel like any, everybody would say that they want to own their own network, but you also have to look at the plus size of working for a large network mm-hmm. because of the network you can grow from that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if Charlemagne decided to leave Breakfast Club, which he, go ahead share my bad has, has the networks to do that he's built up a reputation he's built up a name for him to be able to do something on his own if he decided to leave the breakfast club Charlemagne's contract because now, now if he wanted to do his own thing it'd be a conflict it would be a conflict of interest right yeah, so or no? he, he he uh it, it was announced a week or uh, probably a month ago now that he has his own show now on comedy central so it's going to be a cable news network show that he, you know, the shit that he pretty much does on the breakfast club, but just his shit, uh, comedy central picked that up. 
And his contract with the Breakfast Club, mind you, they've been on for 10 years. His last negotiated contract is up this December. And the way that he's been talking, Charlamagne may be out of there in December, which if you think about it, guys, they reigned over radio the past 10 years. The Breakfast Club changed the game. The Breakfast Club inspired what me and you guys are doing right now. Yeah. If you think about it, like uh, there have been formats that we have seen in the past that they have done this, but it just hasn't been to the level that we've seen with them uh, in this era. You know what I'm saying? Like they sustained radio format in the tens when radio was dying. So, mm-hmm. and that was, you know, kudos to the backs of Charlemagne. So mm-hmm. great conversation. I love to talk nerdy podcast talk with you guys. Cause it's good to get that insight from everybody, man. But uh, it felt super good to be back with you guys on the show. Let's clap it up one time for Push Start Podcast. You good to see y'all, too. Good to see y'all. Glad to see Sierra is healthy with us, man. Sierra, what are you doing, if any, this weekend? My boyfriend's coming into town. <laughs> oh, with you, well, oh, wait, wait. With you, and you, wait, wait. Ain't you supposed to be quarantining? Wait a minute. Wait. You ain't supposed not- to be quarantining? You said what? I've been off of isolation and quarantine for like two weeks now. My mom moved back into the house and everything. Okay. All right. Well, y'all, y'all be safe. That you know, CDC said you got to kiss with masks now. Okay. You can't be kissing. You say what? Kissing with masks on. Look, Cal got his mask on right now. Yeah, I'm kissing with masks on. We can first we kissing with full clothes. We that you know, CDC says CDC says you have to have sex with clothes on until the end of the year. That's that's hard off the press. I just got the CDC notification. Okay. All right. CDC said. I haven't seen him since his birthday, so he'll be here this weekend, and we got some stuff set up, and yeah. Okay. Mm. Mm. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Calvin, man, what you got planned for the weekend, brother? Um, I'm gonna be with you, my guy. Uh, You know, going on a little business trip. Huh? What you doing this weekend? I'm gonna be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look. I mean, I knew I was just see. I was just checking his temperature. That's all. I was just checking the temp. Um, oh, <laughs> by the way. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to be with Kevin this weekend. Uh, again, it's just a really quick business trip. Nothing too major. Not too crazy. Um, y'all will see what that's about at a later date. For sure. Y'all will. I promise. But uh, love you guys. Appreciate you. Look forward to seeing y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.